What's up, guys? It's time to go Behind the Bum. What's up, guys? Welcome to this episode of Behind the Bum. Today, I am joined by my friend, Mr. Joseph Santini, who is a world traveler. And so I thought it would be a good way to welcome back the traveling bum, get back to what I was doing. I have been beyond consumed and I'm not going to fill you in. I mean, I'm sure you guys all have seen it or know, but it has been a complete shit storm for me and I'm trying to manage everything all at once on my own. And so now we're getting back into the bum and everything else. So today's topic is traveling gays and the fucking most biggest traveling gay I know is Joe Santini. (laughs) Welcome. Thank you for having me. Um, I will gladly like change it, my LinkedIn bio to the biggest traveling gay, you know, so I, I love it. Thank you. Although I have to ask, it appears you're not traveling right now. And, you know, this is a very important thing. Part about being the biggest traveling gay you know is sometimes you just have to, like, take a month off and hang out in your parents' basement. So this is not Mykonos in the background. This is a basement in the suburbs of Colorado, which is famously very cool and very gay. It looks like world renowned. Yes, yeah. The art, the culture. What in this background have you picked out personally? Um, that's like my piano over there, my little keyboard, and that is a projector on top of an archery target that we use for movie nights. So that's that's all I'll call out for now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're currently in the parents' basement, but yeah. like, where are you going to next? I'm sure there's some shit lined up. Yes, there's always somewhere on the horizon. I moved to Ecuador in two weeks um, for about five weeks. And then after that, it looks like it will be Spain. So if anyone is listening and you've either been to Ecuador or you live in Spain or all the above, please reach out. Wait, Ecuador, I've never been. So that could be a fun little fun over. Here's the thing. I get a plus one with my job that nobody takes me up on. And Jeff, I think we would have some fun. (laughs) So let me just clarify. What does plus one entail? Yes. So do you want me to like jump in and talk about my job right now? Well, let me just clarify this for a second. Yes. Because I think oftentimes people think, oh my God, none of these gay people have jobs. All they fucking do is travel. Um, how do gay people have money to travel? So I think it's good to preface that what I'm learning is your job is travel. Yes. So I too am also bewildered by like the endless speedo gays and I'm one of them sometimes, but I, you know, my job is to travel. I run retreats for digital nomads or anyone that works remotely. I work for a company that hosts these month long retreats. And so traveling is my job. I too am confused at how a lot of other gays Um, travel nonstop, um, despite me being one of them. But what's cool about my job is I see a bunch of people do their jobs remotely, everyone from like 22-year-old graphic designers to like 60-year-old civic engineers. And so I'm starting to learn just how possible it is for so many people to travel. What does that mean 
a nomad travel retreat. Yes, it is month-long co-living and co-working retreats for remote professionals. So I guess boiling that down just a little bit more in layman's, if you can do your job remote, if you want to travel but don't want to do it by yourself and you would rather do it in a group of like 20, um, this company hosts accommodations and experiences and like me, your kind of camp counselor to essentially guide you through a month long trip somewhere. So you are basically the gay guy. Yeah, I am truly a gay camp counselor. <laughs> um, and it's funny, I never went to like camp as a kid. I never got to do any of that stuff. So I feel like I am wholly projecting um, that experience. So this is your job to run the accommodations and make sure no one dies. Yeah, pretty much. You know, like I don't need to plan everybody's like, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but I need to make sure people are having a good time, people are connecting, and if anybody is creating a barrier to others, that I remove it. So sometimes I put on my big boy pants. I take off my speedo and I put on my big boy pants. I was like, I don't know if I've ever seen you on Instagram in pants, but... <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, congrats, um, and I'm happy to have the traveling bum back. So... <laughs> Listen, I don't know if the big one's coming back, but I'm going to manage the smaller one. You know, it's like an ethos. Screw the big one and like screw Instagram for doing all that. Like, you know, the ethos is still there and you should still be very proud. I've got my people. We're good. It's just like, it's done me well. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it got me to wherever I am currently. Um, not sure where that is, but like... <laughs> grateful um yep. and so we're just gonna roll with the punches you know it's like uh we're turning 30 in a couple months we're like going through all these life changes we're just we're just going with it yeah and you know quick tangent can i say my first post on be the traveling bum was before i was even out isn't that so funny to think about i don't know if i knew that yeah, I don't think, I mean, I, I don't think I was very outward about it, but it is, I think it's a funny anecdote that we probably don't have time to like digest, but like I was more comfortable kind of expressing myself through you and through that medium than I was in real life sometimes. And so that's, I think that's a testament to what you were doing and a, a funny thing for me to look back on. Wait, and you want to know what's so weird to think about that you say that? Like, first off, I'm obviously beyond honored because that's like, <laughs> so nice. Um, but like, I think you were one of the first people like. I think I was. I maybe had like a couple posts out there. Like I was trying to find my direction at the moment. And I don't even know how we found each other. Well, you found me. But like, I feel, I think. We've been connected over the past, like, I've been doing it for, what, five years, 2017? Yeah. Yeah, I, like, I I really do feel like I know you, and I'm pretty sure this is probably our, like, longest conversation ever, so. <laughs> it's funny. The internet's a weird, lovely place sometimes. Yes. Like, and I don't think I had your number till today. Yeah. <laughs> so, just the Instagram DMs, man. Yeah. I mean, and truly, that's how like I communicate most of the time with people when I travel. It's like sometimes WhatsApp, but Instagram is really how I can navigate. So love to hate her, you know, love to hate her. Like she's a fucking bitch, but she pulls through. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so 
I have some questions I want to ask you, not necessarily about your job, but just kind of like traveling in general. You obviously love to travel and you've seen obviously a ton of places, but you're not necessarily, I guess, going on like gay trips, right? Like this can be straight, this can be gay, you could be whatever essentially, right? Yeah. What's weird right now, because of my job, I am giving somebody else the power to tell me where to go. And so thankfully the business model means I'm going to cool places, but I don't really get to be like, oh, Amsterdam pride is coming up. Now I'm going to go to like Amsterdam instead. It's, you know, go to Ecuador, which is a place I'm sure I'll have an incredible time, but I, it wasn't currently on my radar. Um, And I'm usually one of, if not the only queer people in each spot, um, which is also kind of interesting in the sense that I feel like so much of my identity is very loudly and proudly gay now, um, but I exist in spaces where it's not, you know, I feel like I don't really get to go on big gay travel extravaganzas, even though I do think that that is in my future. I think I would really like cling to those environments when I do travel on my own accord. See, I would say I think it's fun for the first year if you've never done it. Yeah. I sound like such a bitch right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can see what you're saying, though, because I think it does get like um, a little it's just replicated over and over and over again. Yes. And I think that a lot of gay people where they're getting lost at the moment is like, you can go to the fucking party in New York or you go to the party in Mykonos. It's the same DJs. It's the same people. It's like, why don't you go like on a hike? Like why don't you go to a restaurant and like try the food? Like, it's like the same shit. Like you might as well just like do it in your parents' basement and just have the DJ go there. You know? I know the, the keyboard's right there. They could yes, just like start. why do we need to get the flight to Mykonos if all you're doing is the same shit? So like Yeah, I think that's a really valid point. And I obviously like I don't want to like condemn people for how they want to travel, but there is something that does annoy me when it's like the same friend group of 10 guys go to the same things just in different locations and like yeah, I'm sure you're having fun and I'm sure you're hooking up and like you're doing the fun drugs and everything. Like that's all great. But are you getting out of your comfort zone? Are you relying on others to have a good time? Are you finding that within you? Um, And if you're not like, try it, just try it. Um, Do something a little off the grid, I guess. And that means like, you know, maybe just like spend one day not at the party. Yeah, yeah, go to a museum. (laughs) <laughs> drink water yeah <laughs> <laughs> so where are you going okay so you obviously are going to ecuador next but like you have a bucket list because obviously you've got you've been everywhere i don't even know all the places you've been yeah um, i actually don't have a bucket list i don't have um i'm not a like i'm not a country counter i don't I'm, i don't know how many places i've been and i'm not saying that that isn't the way to go about it. I know some people who love their like scratch off maps and stuff. I just, my brain doesn't really operate like that. And I don't have like a specific bucket list, but of course there's places I am dying to go to. I've never been to Australia. I've never been to like Patagonia and I would love to do like a big outdoor trek there. Um, And there's also a bunch of places. What? In your Patagonia vest. Yes, 100%. My Colorado casual. I'm ready. I'm not ready for like New York clubs. I'm ready for Patagonia treks. So. Now, I don't know if your wardrobe's ready for New York. 
No, right now I'm wearing a shirt of a bear and a shark fighting. So I think that's pretty indicative of the game I bring. Is that your dad's shirt because you're home or is this? <laughs> no, that it's truly mine. My dad doesn't have quite that swagger. So. Oh, that's what we call this. God. Yes. <laughs> I wasn't sure. Um, okay. Well, yeah. But do you do you have a bucket list? Like, are there or is, is there any places you're like immediately trying to get to? I'm like a big note taker. Okay. So like when I filmed the show, I was journaling every day. When I'm in my notepad and like just on the subway or something, I'm always like. Some people play games. Some people are like deleting photos or whatever. Like when I'm on the subway with like no service, I'm like in my notepad, just like writing down my thoughts or like coming up with some game up for the traveling bum. Like that's my like downtime for everyone to leave me the fuck alone. And that's when my brain starts like ticking and clicking. So I take advantage of that moment and just let my notepad list things out. So in the notepad, you know, we've got games, we've got my travel bucket list. We've had people I've had sex with we have <laughs> you find it all in the notepad you know yeah I love that I'm a huge journaler so a huge advocate for that um, I don't keep track of people I have sex with though so maybe that's something I will take from this conversation <laughs> is that uh, to be honest I think I did it more like when I first was doing it because I think all my girlfriends were doing it in college that was a thing. The girls were like, what's like, I feel like girls in college were really intense about your number. Yes. And I was a virgin all of college. So I was like, <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't keep track. It's not, it's not that important. Yeah. It's just like mad bitches, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, having I, think, I think I've just like managed the notepad. I mean, I don't, I don't know. So you're saying you don't know how many people you've had sex with. It's like so many dude like <laughs> i haven't changed that much um i don't know i could give it a good think i'm sure okay so that's good you know you a lot of people don't fucking know yeah <laughs> for anybody wondering i'm less than 100 i uh, i'm definitely less than 100 i think i'm probably in the 40s is what i'm comfortable saying Wow, what a classy guy. Well, this is the thing about me being a camp counselor to a bunch of straight people most of the time is I usually on my travels don't get a ton of opportunity um, just in like these like gap weeks and stuff. Um, so yeah, my travels look very fun, but in some instances there, I'm not having a lot of fun. <laughs> but if you think about it, I mean, like nobody's job, I mean, some people's jobs, I guess, but nobody's job really like factors in like, it's kind of like that saying, like, don't shit where you eat, you know what oh, I mean? 100%, yeah. So, like, if your job is making you money, you probably shouldn't fuck your boss. Yeah, exactly. I'm just saying my job is not contained within a nine to five. Like I'm truly accessible to these people and I love them and I'm happy to be in this role, um, like, but kind of 24 seven. So it is, it is kind of fascinating in that way. Have you ever hooked up with one of your counselees no i haven't i'm i'm, I'm pretty strict on that um uh, and i i don't think i've been tempted um in wow. this world. there's been other jobs i've had where i've like fallen in love with my coworkers. Love? no i mean you know like the same way i fall in love with a new person every single week so it's fine mm, you're one of those yeah i'm definitely one of those <laughs>
I feel like, listen, so anybody listening, the one thing I do know about Joe is he's huge into like poetry and like, I feel like you have a very, very good way with words. So like, no offense, even if like your picture for the traveling bum was like shitty, it's like your captions are always like so deep and and good because like the way you say things is like, whoa. Well, I appreciate that. And I'm sure everyone listening right now is like, really? This guy? (laughs) (laughs) But thank you. I do love writing. I do love prose and poetry. And so, yeah, I'm a little bit of a romantic in that way. Like a few weeks ago, I fell in love with like a 22-year-old straight guy. I made him a playlist and (laughs) we're over it now. We're fine. I was like, should we continue to unbox that? What does does you made him a playlist? Like it was like Avril Lavigne or like, no, I, I don't I don't even recall because I think I've since deleted the playlist in like a shame embarrassment. <laughs> Are these people like leaving reviews for you and they're like <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is I do get fe- like reviewed for my job and I do it I do an exceptional job. I and if you are traveling and you want to do it in a group and you want to do it with someone that makes you feel comfortable and yet you still want to have fun, come hang with me. You want to know what'd be fun to do. Maybe we should plan a gay retreat that only gays come on that I also help you organize. Yeah, I would honestly love that. And I know we, we have like mutual friends that are like doing cool new products and services on like cruise ships and things like that. And so I'm like, I'm all for just carving out more of these spaces that don't always look like, you know, that thing we were just talking about, those clubs and those environments. Not that that's bad, but there's just so much more that can be elevated with like a gay group. And especially if you're on like a work trip, you know what I mean? Like who knows like who you might know that could help me do blank or you might be like, I really want to do this. And like, I personally feel like traveling with somebody the things you talk about are so random and like deep in a weird way. I think my traveling conversations are not so surface level. Like you talk about weird ass shit under the stars sometimes, you know? I know some of the best relationships in the world are that like that random two people you met at a hostel and you spend 24 hours with. And it's like, you may never see them again, but yet like, you know, you do go deep so quick because it's almost like a survival mechanism. It's like, we're all out of our comfort zone. We don't know where we're going. Let's link up. Whereas in our normal day-to-day, we kind of have a little bit more guards and walls up. And I think you're nervous of like, who knows who? And if I say this, like, you're just like, you're more aware. Like things I might do in a club in Spain, I would never be caught dead doing in a club in New York. You know? Oh yeah, hundred percent. I have been that American abroad, and I will be that American abroad. Yes, um, every time. Yeah, <laughs> like every time, and I'm okay with it. <laughs> um, have you ever traveled? Like, obviously, I don't know much about Ecuador, but as like an out gay man going to all these places, like, have you ever felt like unsafe going to a country? Yeah, I think this is, I'm glad you asked this question because this is something I think about a lot. And especially I think about as kind of the point person to a group of individuals too. Like I do have to be kind of accessible to a lot of like officials or like, you know, authorities or even people who are managing the accommodations and things like that. Um, And 
basically we typically don't travel and I typically don't travel anywhere where there is anti LGBTQ like legislation specifically like I I won't get punished for a crime by existing um and that rules out not a ton of countries just like probably maybe the obvious ones but that being said like there are anti-lgbtq legislation everywhere um currently in our own country and so how do you kind of like balance that while also being someone who wants to go and see the world and I don't know. It is a trippy little kind of thought experiment. Um, and basically my biggest experiment or experience was when I lived in Sri Lanka for two years. And at the time, and I think even now, you know, it's not a punishable offense, but it is illegal to be gay. And that was funny enough when I was my most comfortable being out. And so it is just kind of weird all the time. And I had that an experience- so what does that mean, like, necessarily? Like, it's not punishable, but if it's illegal, does that mean you get a fine? Does that mean... I think it is typically fined, and then you also have to factor in, like, my tourist privilege and my white privilege and the fact that, like, this is a law written for Sri Lankan citizens, and yet they probably won't risk anything to do with their tourism industry. Therefore, I'm probably allowed to be more visibly gay than a lot of their own people and then you almost feel guilty existing there doing that so it is it just start. the good thing is it starts bringing up these blind spots or these things that you were unaware about other countries that then in hopes maybe you can kind of figure out ways to help change that does that make you feel like america is less bad (laughs) you know it's funny enough i come from like you know a pretty conservative family and I don't lean that way myself um but we do see eye to eye like when I leave the U.S. for big stints of time I do miss it and I do enjoy so much about this country and so then when I come back I'm almost excited to be here instead of having this like blind patriotism or this blind faith in it and like condemning every other country i think there's confusion about patriotism means we have to hate other countries whereas like i love them i want to be in them as much as i can and then by doing so i realize the really wonderful things about my own country and i wish more people on that side of things would maybe do the same (laughs) i mean that's an interesting way of putting it because i don't even know if i've ever thought of it that way yeah you know, it's like every time I come back, my older brother says something like, when are you going to realize America's the best? And I'm like, well, I'm learning that we are good in a number of ways and we have a lot to work on in a number of ways. And I'm learning probably more than you are by just assuming that. Yeah, no, I mean, you definitely have seen some shit, I'm sure. Yeah, that's for damn sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I definitely, yeah, America aside, she's got some work to do. Yeah, you know, we all do. Grateful she's inhabited us for these 30 years, but like, you know, yeah, she could be better. She needs us more than we need her right now. Yeah, like get her. Sh- and she, you know what? She's more in debt than both of us. That's for damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> As I'm in my parents' basement, but <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not going to talk about that part, but um, <laughs> <laughs> so like, okay, back to the traveling thing. Yeah. One thing I find hysterical is do you think your traveling hookups, let's call it standards, right? Like what you might be looking for is different 
when you're abroad compared to like when you're home in your parents' basement? This is a, this is a fascinating question. And I, I, I want to say probably. (laughs) (laughs) I will say yes. I think there is something like alluring about being abroad and, you know, even speaking to someone with an accent or even being in a beautiful location like that all sort of like funnels in points to a different individual. Um, Yeah. I want to say it is most likely that I am probably hooking up with people who are not quite my standard here but you know what I get all the time and this literally happens probably once a month is I get vacation boyfriends do you know what I mean by this don't get me started this is like this is truly my biggest like bear trap and I fall into it every single time and there's something so silly about like you know, you're sipping champagne on a bridge, like looking at sunsets. And like, of course, you're like really vibing with this person because this is not real life. Yeah. Like I, I remember I wrote something about this, like this person has no idea how I do dishes or like what I am like on a stressful work day. But the fact that we're like looking at the sunset or just meeting each other in like tan fun environments. Like, of course people connect seemingly more easy. So I'm like vulnerable in a weird way. What? I, f- I said, I feel like you're more vulnerable in a weird way on vacation. It's like all your God, like just everything goes out the fucking window. And I think everybody becomes like a, I want to do it for the story type man. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, like you want to have sex on a fucking hammock and it, you know, it's going to suck, but you're overlooking this beautiful scene. Yeah, go for it. Like, so does this happen to you? You get the vacation boyfriends. So I think this has been my also biggest flaw because <laughs> I love to just go somewhere and then like see local things, right? Like, if somebody was coming to New York, I'm sure they want to see like Times Square and this and that and whatever. Like, got it, right? But like. I like to see things that like, I want to know what club I should go to. I want to know where like the cool guys like hang out at the beach. Like, and I think the best way to do that is to hang out with another local gay guy. A hundred percent. How I find those other local gay guys might be from Grindr. It might be from the Instagram DMs. Who's, Cause I always post where I'm going. So yeah. if someone's like, Oh, Jeff's coming here. I have people lined up who want to take me to dinner. They're going to bring me out with their friends and, it's, it might not even be sexual. It's just like a cool way to like meet people. You know? Isn't that so cool that like we do have access to that? Like just by through line of identity and community, there are people that are like, yeah. And like you said, it's sometimes it's not even sexual. It's like, oh yeah, you seem cool. And like, we're both gay. Let's, let me show you the like haunts and stuff. I think it's awesome. Well, I think that's the cool thing about being gay actually is like, we all have the same baseline. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I have respect for anybody who's come out. Like we could talk all day. Like you just already have that commonality. Like I think a lot of people like in the gay community, like focus about like, oh my God, it's so toxic. And we do this and we do that. But at the same regards, like if you really just sat down and gave anybody the time of day, it's like, we all have this similarity and we all have had to go through some type of hardship. I mean, nobody just kind of like, came out and there was no issue whether that was their family their friends their job so many gay people move away from home like everyone has something to talk about so I think any gay person who we probably relate in some standard 
I believe it. And I, I, I've experienced it. And I, I love that like fast friendship. Um, have you ever, and I bring this up not to shame you because I was literally doing it today. Have you ever like explored, like use the explore feature on Grindr to like see what's going on before you get to a destination? I think I did for Curacao. Okay. Because I was so confused and like, I was like, what is this place? And so like, not that I was trying to like line up my hookups. Yeah. But it was more, I was trying to figure out like what was going on and the vibe and like where people hung out. And I learned from, believe it or not, Grindr, um, that like a lot of people don't go out there. Like it's not a big party place. They go out Friday, Saturday, and then it's dead Sunday through Thursday. Interesting. So Grinder, she's teaching us. Yeah. I mean, like, so every place has their thing and you can use it for what you want. People call me out for having a boyfriend now and I get called out for being on Grinder. But you know what? It serves me so much more of a purpose than like that aspect. That like hundred percent. That's how I've I've done so much from Grinder. So listen, like, if anyone here let me talk directly to the listeners. If anyone here calls out Jeff for being on Grinder when he clearly has networking in his profile, I, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. He's using it for his purpose. You mind your business. No, it's true though. Like I literally, the amount of people who like I meet up with in a place to like do a butt picture, you know what I mean? Like if I'm in Curacao, I don't know people, but if I go on Grinder, I say, Hey, do you want to meet up on the beach? We take a butt picture. I post it on the bum. Like it does do a lot of things for me and that, yeah. that it's good for content. I mean, you know, like who doesn't love the occasional hot photo of someone? I mean, a lot of photos I receive on Grindr are fucking trash, but yeah. some are nice. <laughs> you heard it here first, everybody. Some yeah. are nice. <laughs> I mean, okay. One, one question I think I always, always get asked. I think you'd be great to answer this is what advice would you give to like a friend group or even just an individual friend who like might be scared to travel alone or they're trying to save money to go to specific destination? Like, is it worth it to wait for the friend group or do they just go alone and say, fuck it? Oof, this is tough, but I like, I'm going to say, go, go for it. Fuck it. Go on the solo trip. I think I want to say if you cannot afford the trip and if you are that friend group, like that person in the friend group who is trying to save money, like don't be dis like distracted by those like speedo pics and Mykonos and stuff. Like you can have your self-actualization and your life fulfilling adventure where you are and just, you know, be willing to get out of your comfort zone where you are. And then if you're the other person who has the money, who's ready to do it, like just fucking do it. If you're scared and it excites you, then you should absolutely say yes. Like you will miss a train, you will get scammed, you will fall in love, and then the person will not text you back the next day and it will yeah. all be worth it. Like just go for it. And it's something you will have with you forever. Yeah, a hundred percent. I will also throw in, if you can't afford it, and like this is all within reason, right? Yeah. Take out a fucking credit card put the trip on a credit card and pay it off over the course of a year because yeah, you will you, make your money back five years from now. 
you will remember that trip. You will not remember the amount you had to save or put down on your credit card. And really like, what is a trip nowadays? Like at most you're spending 1500, 2000. And that's like a nice trip for seven to 10 days. Yeah. You can get by and you can function and you can get your flight and you can get your place and you will be fine. Yeah. And you, and what's so lovely is like things like Instagram and stuff, like you can still be frugal and you can like tap into a network and you could find a community and you can do these things that aren't going to like rob you um, of so much money because you're not trying to like be the person on the yacht. So just go and have fun. Yeah. Go on grinder. Go on grinder and find the person with the yacht. Find me and we'll go find a yacht. This is yeah. kind of a superpower of mine. I, I, I can suss out a yacht pretty quickly. Really? Yeah, I mean, I not for me, and like I, I can finagle my way onto a boat. Do I give yacht energy? I think you definitely do give yacht energy. Okay, love that. Well, I don't have a yacht, but like, who's to say I won't have one one day? I feel like I give out like desperate dinghy energy, like paddling towards the yacht. Like you're already out at sea and I'm coming. Yeah. It's like too late. You got to let me on. But you're also the kind of person you would want to have with you if like you were lost in the middle of nowhere, I feel like. (laughs) Well, funny enough, I am really bad at directions and orienteering. Like I... I kind of have a nickname called the confident wanderer because like I'm a tall, fast walker. So I am leading the pack. And then after 10 or 15 minutes, someone goes, where are we going? And I'm like, I, fuck, I don't know. Like you, you tell me. <laughs> and then people get really pissed. So maybe not, but I'm also fun to have on the boat when you're not lost. I hope. Got it. Yeah. You're down for butt pictures. It's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I will say to wrap up that, credit card thing i think my trips when i look back on all the trips i've gone on and all the people i've met via these trips i'm like i still talk to everybody from people i met in china to my friends in australia to like the most random people and like not to say those relationships are stronger than my relationships in new york but i just feel like when you go out to a club those relationships you have are so surface level and the people you go out with sometimes are just like party friends. There's a difference between like knowing somebody than like going out with somebody. Yeah. And I think on a vacation, like I said, the stuff you talk about, the experience itself is just like when you're in a moment and you're like, I'm going to remember this for the rest of my life. You really do remember that for the rest of your life. Yeah. It's that freedom of like, complete unhindered expression you get to be you don't exist in a dynamic of like your friend group or your childhood friends you are just someone like in a beautiful setting with beautiful people and that really like marinates your soul for a very very long time it's like I'm addicted to it essentially which is why I keep on doing it yeah like what's your burnout like you're just gonna keep traveling till you're 50 and then you're like what am I doing I think I'll always travel. I don't think I, you know, I, I don't think I'll exist in this role for, you know, years and years and years. It's, it's a demanding, really fun job, but at some point, you know, I'm going to want to travel to the destinations I want to go to and like maybe travel with the groups that, you know, I already know and things like that. So uh, I know deep down, I will truly always be traveling. I don't think I'll ever be a sedentary soul, but 
probably not always in this type of manner. So quickly, you mentioned you have a plus one when you go to these places. What is the plus one's job? The plus one's job is to, you know, be my right-hand man. It is to, so, you know, full transparency, the plus one is typically the partner of the host. Um, I'm one of many hosts. And so this is a retention strategy to make sure that the host can do this for a long time. But um, I might have like a platonic plus one come with me to Ecuador, um, fingers crossed. And so your job is basically to let me bitch at you about other people that I can't bitch to their face about. So we get that. Yeah. Do they get paid as well? Um, they would get to stay in the accommodations for free. So it's like a month of free rent in a cool place in a cool group of people. You just okay. have to deal with me. Interesting. Do you get free food? No, so this is funny enough. Like I, I'm, I am transparent about a lot of like the costs of what my job looks like, and food is the one thing that is not compensated for me. Um, I get like a stipend and I get free travel and stuff, but not food, and that is my biggest expense. So I think it all wow. kind of evens out. Do you get like a kitchen in the place you go to at least, though? Yeah, sometimes. Um, so the accommodations always switch. It's either we're in a boutique hotel, we're taking over a whole eco resort, or maybe we're in different condos. But usually there's a place you can cook. I'm not the best cook, though. So I mean, either am I, but like, I'm also super basic eggs and toast, chicken nuggets. <laughs> but like, I like those like strictly from a place like I'm not like, everyone's like dying over fucking air fryers lately. Like, I have one. I never fell in love with it. Like, it's okay. <laughs> I think it's something I will get into, but like probably five years from now when everybody's on to the next thing. Yeah. Like, like I feel like I just found out about Groupon. Like I'm talking to all my friends about Groupon and they're like, we know. Shut the fuck What do you up. want a Groupon for? Um, Just, you know, like there's like theater experiences and stuff. I don't know. I'm trying to soak up what I can in Denver before I go. I get it. Okay. I was like, I work um, at Dolce Aesthetics one day a week. Well, technically four times a month to be exact. Um, And they have sometimes people come in for like Groupons. And like she kind of has these things that like Groupon sale days and all these trash, trash people come in. And I don't want to bash, but I also don't care. But like when you were texting, just looking for a deal, man. Yeah, when you were texting me today, and I was looking at literal clowns, and And you sent me one of them on accident. Yeah, like let's not talk about this HIPAA violation. (laughs) (laughs) It's been it's been remedied. It's fine. But like literally, some of these people on Groupon days are like it attracts a clientele, and it is filthy. And it's me, and I am that person. (laughs) So you will see me next week asking for some filler. (laughs) Asking for a Botox Groupon. I'm like, do you care if anyone's licensed here? Do you, like, they don't even ask shit. I'm like, they just want something in their face. I'm like, these people have no brain cells. And funny enough, a lot of my friends do travel for this reason. I have a lot of friends that go to, like, Mexico and other destinations to get like inexpensive but probably lower quality like facial aesthetics done so it'll be interesting to see how that pans out I actually had a friend recently who did his 
hair plugs. Like he got like uh, the follicles taken from the back of his head to the front of his head to help his hairline. And he went to someplace in the Ukraine. And like, I'm not promoting people to go do this. So yeah, not right now, (laughs) y'all. But he said everything there was really cheap. And so in the midst of what's going on in Ukraine, he went to the Ukraine, he got this done and it was apparently very, very cheap. And I was like, you have some balls for doing that. Very interesting. Can't say I would do the same, but like good for you, you know? You know, I just, I was judging him and now I'm like, he's probably doing more for the people of Ukraine just by supporting than I'm currently doing. So kudos to that, man. I guess when you say like that, that's a really good point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's supporting the business. Yeah, he's, he's funneling money in there. Wow. Well, I hope after that we don't sound like assholes, but good no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure everybody's following. Yeah, I'm sure everybody was like, I didn't plan on getting on a flight to the Ukraine, but <laughs> yes. Um, okay, well, that's actually all we have time for, which is kind of sad because I know oh, I, like I can go on a tangent, but guys, you can follow Joe on Instagram and all his other social media platforms at Savage Santini, S-A-V-A-G-E-S-A-N-T-I-N-I, Savage Santini. And he's always looking for a plus one on a trip. I don't know what I wanted you to get from this episode, but I just wanted to say we're back. Send me your butt pictures. We're going to roll with it. You know, the follower count is not that big, but it's just we do it for fun. Yeah, it's the purpose, the purpose over everything else. Yes, we're a fun little community of weird ass gay guys yeah with great asses truly (laughs) well jeff seriously thank you so much it's like such a joy and an honor to chat with you and i love i've always been rooting for you and i will always continue to root for you well that's so nice of you thank you well guys you can tune in for another episode with the behind the bum next week and joe thank you so much bye bye